God bless you and welcome back to Yesterday Ended. I'm your host, Dennis Dobbin. Thanks for joining me again today. What kind of renewed mind dance are you doing? Is it the three steps forward, two steps back tango? Is it the spinning top hop? Or perhaps the backward ballroom waltz? The challenge to renew our minds is a constant one. To not be conformed to the schemes of this world, one must be constantly conscious of our thought patterns. It is easy to become misdirected by our thoughts, and so we must change direction. Hence, we must repent. Repenting is simply changing one's mind, changing one's direction. Hence, my dance analogy. So, in today's episode, we will consider what it takes to walk a straight path. Give a listen. In Proverbs 4.26, we are intensely commanded to ponder the path of thy feet and let all thy ways be established. Excuse me, are you paying attention to which way you're walking? Um, hey, why are you walking that way? So often in life we drift or go with the flow or do things the way we've always done them. But we need to challenge ourselves to not be apathetic or complacent. We need to take a checkup from the neck up. Are we willing to pay attention to the direction of our heart? In today's episode, we will turn back, walk right. Taking time and making time is what it takes to change your mind. Turning around and changing the trend, shifting your focus to begin to mend. Planning to do, doing the plan, is what it takes to make a stand. Exposing the lies, lying them to rest, is what it takes to live his best. Off with the old, on with the new, is what it takes to change your mind's hue. In today's poem, I have laid out a few keys to help us renew our mind. The tools we need to help us turn back to God and walk right include how we spend our time, where is our focus, do we have a plan for being renewed, Have we recognized lies that we are following? And finally, are we willing to change? Let's begin by taking some time talking about time. Time does not grow on trees, if you hadn't noticed already. Time is the greatest resource we have. You can earn more money. You can replace lost, stolen, or used up things. But you can't do that with time. Once it's spent, it's gone. So how are you spending your time? As I have inventoried my life at times, I recognize, oh my God, how I have wasted so much time. I'm not trying to condemn myself or anyone else, but we need to recognize that the time we spend is equal to planting seed. If we're spending our time being fearful, we are planting more fear seeds that will grow in our lives. One day they will be harvested whether we like them or not. We planted them as we were spending time in fear. Pick your phobia, anxiety, or doubt. How you spend your time in such thought patterns will end up reinforcing that thought pattern, and each time it becomes easier to have those thoughts and walk down that type of path. We must train ourselves to spend time meditating upon godly pursuits. How often should we do this? Psalm 1 verse 2 tells us, 
But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. The old Jewish anecdote is a young Jewish boy hears of the study of science and math and such things. He tells his father he wants to study those things. His father's reply is, you may, my son, after you have observed the truth, that you are to meditate in the law of the Lord day and night. If you find any hours other than day and night, in those hours you may study those things. So how are we spending our time? To change our minds, the next thing we must do is change our focus. Look at Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. What are you looking at, both literally and figuratively? I recently spoke of this word looking in another podcast. It means to look away from everything else and only at one fixed point. Here we're told to look to Jesus, who of course is our example of faith. We see his dependence on the Father and his trust in the Father. He spent his time, a lot of his time, in prayer and communion with his Father. He had a focus away from the things of the world the religious, the self-serving, the what-will-I-do-since-the-sky-seems-to-be-falling-around-me types of thought. The Pharisees were all caught up in their self-made world of tradition and their self-serving ways. The Sadducees denied the Spirit of God and miracles and the resurrection. The Romans thought of their ever-expanding empire, and the common man worried about being clothed, fed, and sheltered. Jesus focused on the Father and everything he was saying and doing. He recognized that he could do nothing of himself, but he did what the Father told him to do. Are you listening to the Father? His voice is first found in Scripture. Then his Spirit within you will speak to you of the immediate details of life that you need. Having our focus first on Jesus will then lead us to the Father, for Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. We must be in the Word, in Christ, walking in the Spirit. This will set our focus correctly. Here's another great verse that helps us focus properly. Matthew six thirty-three and 34. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. The phrase, take no thought, is used five times in this section of Scripture starting in verse 25. It literally means, don't be anxious. And that's written as a command. It's not a suggestion. Jesus is commanding us not to worry or be anxious. Our energy is to be put into seeking the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then everything else falls into place. Again, as we are spending our time and focus in the kingdom of God, we will reap a harvest of the kingdom. So how are you spending your day and night? To be able to maximize the effective use of our time, we need a plan. Benjamin Franklin gave us this bit of wisdom. If you fail to plan, you are planning to fail. This is a situation where not thinking is the problem. If we don't plan, we are not intentionally thinking things through. A habit that I have in my life is that When I am driving or working with my hands or cooking or such, 
I typically have Christian music playing in the background. This is my plan for endeavoring to keep my thoughts upon the truth. Another way to help us keep our thoughts on the truth is to plan to meditate upon one particular verse that day. By picking a verse, you are planning to focus your thoughts. Jesus touches on the need for planning in Luke 14, verse 28. For which of you, intending to build a tower, sitteth not down first, and counteth the cost, whether he have sufficient to finish it? The context of this verse is Jesus teaching the disciples how to be a disciple. There must be a consideration of what it will take to take up their cross and follow him. Have we considered what it takes to be a disciple? The word disciple hints a little bit at the word discipline. Should have been a giveaway that it's going to take work to follow Jesus. Good workers usually plan out their task. In verse 28, it speaks of a person's intention to do something, sitting down to count the cost and make a proper decision. That's called planning. At times, I consider how much time I'm spending on different areas of my life, and I decide and make a plan to do things in a certain way to accomplish the desires of my heart. My first desire is to have a deeper relationship with the Father and Jesus through the Spirit. To do that, I must plan my time accordingly. My plan for years has been getting up at 6.25 in the morning. After visiting the restroom and brushing my teeth, I am seated somewhere to worship God in the Spirit. At 7 a.m., I begin to pray for myself and others and then to read the Bible. Depending on whether or not I need to run out the door for work determines whether or not I can sit and read some Christ-based book. And lately, I've been endeavoring to spend time in silence, listening for the voice of the Lord. That's my plan. What's your plan? The next key that we should consider in renewing our mind concerns lies. One of the greatest challenges of turning back to God and walking right with Him is that We have been tricked into believing lies. We have erroneous teaching from the world or even from some Bible teachers. Is your God the God of the impossible? Is your Jesus the way, the truth, and the life, the only begotten Son, the Savior of the world, come to take away our sins? Is your God handicapped and not a miracle-working God? Is your Jesus gone and forgotten and powerless to change your life? Is it true that Jesus saved you to the uttermost? We have sung the song that there is power in the blood. Is that true for you? Has Jesus cleansed you from all unrighteousness? Are you enjoying the gift of righteousness? Or are you endeavoring to earn your righteousness? The Holy Spirit is your guide to help you understand Scripture. When you read the book of Acts and see the signs, miracles, and wonders that happen amongst the saints, do you see that type of teaching and life where you live? If not, you may need to change more than your mind. A popular song of this day has the words that God is a waymaker and a miracle worker and a promise keeper and a light in the darkness. That is who he is. And then there are the personal lies that we've been told in the past that we wouldn't amount to anything, or that we were stupid and useless, or that the bad things that happened to us in our life were our fault, or that we deserved it somehow. I can't begin to list the amount of lies that have 
penetrated our hearts. But the true God has sent his son Jesus to be our deliverer. Jesus can come into your heart and heal it from the pain of the past. The bondage of darkness can be changed by his glorious light. And speaking of change, that's the bottom line. We need to change our minds, our thoughts. We need to change the trends or focus of our thoughts. We need to change the old for the new. We've been told that anyone who is in Christ is a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. The first truth we need to recognize is that God has changed us by the work of Jesus. Our work is to change our thoughts about who we are. We need to change the image of ourselves in our heart. We need to see ourselves as victorious. We need to see ourselves as beloved of God. We need to see that we are precious in his sight. We need to see that we're not losers. We need to see the truth. We need to turn back to God in our thoughts and walk rightly according to these truths. It's a day-by-day, moment-by-moment decision, or plan, if you will, to stay on track with him. The good news is that he is beside you to help you. The good news is that the Holy Spirit dwells within you to empower you to change. The good news is that the Bible is true and worth reading and studying. The good news is Jesus. I mentioned earlier that we need to take a checkup from the neck up. It is a consideration of thinking about what you're thinking about. We need to take an inventory of where we are so that we can know how to get to where we want to go. I want to go to the Father. I want to draw near to Him and embrace Him and be embraced by Him. I want an intimate relationship with Jesus and to hear His voice. There's an old joke. Old joke about a pastor going to another pastor's office for counseling. The visiting pastor says that he's having trouble hearing from God. The counseling pastor simply slides his phone across the desk to his visitor and says, here, use my phone. You should be able to hear him clearly from here. The visiting pastor says, I'll pay the long distance charge. The counseling pastor smiles and says, no need to. It's a local call here. I did say it was an old joke. Anyway, how close are you to the Father, and to Jesus, and to the Holy Spirit? I realize they're all in you, but you can ignore them. It may be time for you to turn back, walk right.